Good afternoon. You're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country 106.7 FM WRHC out of Three Oaks, Michigan and 93.5 WRHZ out of Sawyer, Michigan. I'm John Goldman here with my co-host Adam Conley, lead guitarist, beer hippies and bone naked. What's going on, man? How you doing? All right. How are you? All right. How was your week? been good Did get enough rain up here yeah i <laughs> i stood in it for about a half hour last night and i'm all nasally <laughs> oh man I'm more nasally than usual <laughs> yeah all right well we'll uh listen for that yeah for sure uh our show is underwritten by harbor country hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash and uh we're gonna play you some great songs this week also got a special guest with us Adam, who's our special guest? Uh, we have our good friend David Black from Anchors. Hello. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to talking with you, David. First, we're going to check out this song from another local legend, uh, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. And uh, here we go with uh, Random Name Generation, Random, <laughs> Random Name Generator. And let's stay tuned for our interview with David Black. Here we are. Listen to the 
hands I'm drinking alone Choke it down, no one's around For what it's worth I swear I'm trying my best With no time to fix it
Okay, that's on. That was uh, Adult Decisions by Anchors. But before that, we heard Random Name Generator from Wilco. Uh, always a pleasure to hear from Wilco. Jeff Tweedy, you know, kind of a local legend, lives in Harbor Country sometimes. And but uh, he's he's kind of like Yeti or Sasquatch. Like he he doesn't come around. Like you know, there's sightings of him. I've never spotted him. Yeah, right. <laughs> And so I'm everywhere. I've heard so. I, I've heard stories of people seeing yeah. him, but you know, we certainly don't want to encourage anyone to be bringing in, like you know, like uh, fecal samples or <laughs> or uh, uh, paw prints or anything like that. But uh, definitely let us know if you've seen him around. Anyway, we also got to hear from David Black's uh, band Anchors, their uh, newest album, Adult Decisions. That was a title track, that second song we heard. Great song, David. Uh, what's the story behind that? Did You guys just completed that album? Uh, yeah. Uh, we just released it, I want to say, on the 11th of June. Cool. So it just came out. Um, streaming. We'll have vinyl soon. Um, not on Spotify, though, is it? Not yet. Yeah, um, okay. It, it'll I happen. did have a little trouble finding yeah, it it'll on happen. Spotify. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, let's let's just back this whole thing up. So uh, how long has uh, Anchors been around? Oh, it's been nine or ten years, Oh, give right, or take. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, I based it off of when I met my wife, and that was we've been together 11 years, and I think I started it within that first year. So, you know, grace period of hiatuses right. and... Hey, and I'm albums. pretty. I'm happy. I'm sure she's happy that you recognize or remember when you guys first started going out, and at least use that as a gauge. Yeah, for I, don't, I don't think either one of us else. remember the day. You know, I think we both look at each other and go, right, "When's our wedding anniversary?" Yeah. Like, right. Well, you could always look that up. Right. <laughs> yeah, we can you know, look back in pictures and yeah. we'll figure it out. But so uh, you grew up in uh, this area, the Harbor Country area, is that right? Um, from Valparaiso. Valparaiso, actually. all right. Um, a little, so not really, you know, not too like far. the Michiana area, but not too far, right? right. Um, and uh, what was your, you know, what was going on in your house musically when you were a little kid? Like, what kind of stuff did your parents listen to? Your, do you have older siblings, younger siblings? Uh, one younger sister. Yeah, so you were her influence, probably. You know, she didn't really follow in the music. No. I think, like in a in a strange way, um, music kind of skipped a generation with my family. My uh-huh. grandpa played banjo; still plays banjo. Um, I've inherited his pedal steel, which I sorry to have not learned how to play yet. Um, yeah. So it was a lot of like bluegrass and country, and then my parents kind of got into the the '90s pop country. So it was a lot of strangely Garth Brooks, Alan, Alan Jacksons, and. So to go from that and to bread and Cat Stevens and it was a yeah, laundry list, uh-huh. a yeah. laundry list of of things that we listened to and you know they, my dad showed me Zeppelin, but you know he's just like hey you know here here's my CD collection right. like, it wasn't like this is the, the quintessential album of right. this band like it, it like it skipped the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they, my parents met playing band in high school, so I mean there was a oh, musical thing there, yeah. but they didn't like. They didn't. They weren't in do bands. Like my it. grandpa was yeah. in a band and toured, and oh, you know yeah. did the festival circuits and stuff back in the day. But uh-huh. you know what? What band uh, was your grandfather in? Uh, was it like a small time band called the Riston Brothers? So like uh, they were out of. I was na- uh, born in Ohio. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so my grandparents still live there, um, but they the guys he played with really only wanted to stay in that area. 
So anytime there was a big country festival or a bluegrass thing, they would get booked, and somebody would go, hey, you want to go on the road with us? And the other guys would be like, no, and my grandpa's carrying around his family with him, you know, yeah. and so, like, he can't go. Uh-huh. He's still got, a you know, a full-time job, and so. So they did mostly uh, things locally, but he got invited to go on these right, yeah. festival tours and stuff, yeah. um, and primarily bluegrass and country, and that was yeah. kind of stuff that he did. Right. Pretty cool. And he does he still have his band? Does he still play? No, I think... Uh, you know, I think he's kind of hanging it up a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, he doesn't have the the time and just kind of chilling out. Yeah, now, you know, found other things. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think he's more excited to pass the instruments off to me, and you know, I would love that to learn how exciting. to play pedal steel. Oh yeah, yeah he gave me a, a fiddle great. and a mandolin recently and everything else. Oh cool. I mean, I don't have time. <laughs> like I want to learn. Goes, are you going to use it? I, I want to. You know? That's the whole next Anchors record. Oh, yeah. It's all fiddle and mandolin. Oh, and <laughs> no, I want pedal steel. Yeah. Like, I, I used that to play that cool. when I was a kid. We'd go out to Ohio and visit. We moved to Illinois at one point when I was three. Started kindergarten there and then moved to Indiana in, I don't know, 98 or something yeah. like that. Valpo? Yeah. Is that where you primarily grew up? Right. Valparaiso? Yeah, from fifth grade on. Yeah. So I've been there 20 years plus. Uh, and so you first started, when did you first start learning how to play an instrument? Oh, um, I, what was I'm your not, first instrument? I'm not sure I mean, you play guitar now and vocals, obviously. Right. I don't, I don't think I know how to play any instrument <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to like incite some like uh, strange humbleness, you know, like, I'll oh, feel bad for Dave. He doesn't know what he's, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. But like, I don't, I've never really learned. It was just kind of like. I knew my grandpa learned by ear, and uh-huh. he could play, and he's far better with that than I am. He could hear a song and go, okay, that's a C, and this is that. I can't do that. It, I'll fiddle around for 40 minutes plus, if not weeks, just if I'm trying to learn a song, like, what is that chord? And I'll learn it, and I'll forget where my fingers should go. And So I don't think I've ever learned any of them. But uh, Well, but you know how to play the guitar. You might not know how to write stuff out that you have created on the guitar. But, uh, uh, I mean, you, you play the guitar. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I successfully make chords and notes <laughs> there, on a guitar. Okay. Yeah. So. Right, so you're, uh, are you considered the lead guitarist in the band? I would say more rhythm. Um, our other guitar player, C.J. Morris, he kind of adds the paint to everything. Uh-huh. I had a friend of mine explain um, an interaction he had with Matt Pike from Sleep. And he was saying, like, oh, I mean, what you do is great. And he's like, no, it's, it's all this guy. I just add the color. He draws the lines. I paint between it. And, ah, like, that's a good and I think at. between CJ, myself, and um, Brad and I, our bass player, we usually write the songs together or something will come out of, like, a me and Brad interaction. And then CJ just kind of, like, fills it. And so he'll fill in with those leads, and sometimes I'll, I'll fill in with something if it feels, you know, I... I I tend to try to reach beyond my means or reach beyond my grasp with with our leads, but gotta have goals, right? You know, I, I want to be a better guitar player, and and being in this band with these guys has really helped me out. And your band is called Anchors. Anchors, yeah. All right. Uh, there are other bands called Anchors, which made it a hmm. little difficult to find you guys uh, yeah. on Spotify. But in fact, you guys uh, out of Valparaiso have what six albums dating back to two thousand eleven. 
Yeah, I think give or take. Right. Um, so I found Feathers from June 2011. That Peacock. was the first EP. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then uh, Peacock in May of 2012. It was a theme. The End yeah. for You in October 2013. Oh, that was just a single, like a little random. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. That night after the bar, we covered, it was, it was me and a guitar player that's uh, no longer playing with us. Um, but, so that was just keyboard drums and we put it out just so people could listen to yeah. it if they wanted to. But that's just a cover of The End by the Doors. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? And it's okay. not, I mean, it's not a great one. It's it's interesting and kind of boring. The original is so much better. <laughs> I wouldn't. So you held back on some of that edible complex uh, um, lyrics. Right, yeah. yeah. The I think whole, the whole middle Make part. it family friendly. Yeah, well, it wasn't even to make it family friendly. And it's like, I'm going through it, and I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever gotten to this part in the song. <laughs> and then I'm reading the lyrics, and, and the other guitar players, not CJ, the other guy, and he's like, you got to do this part. And I go, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, <laughs> yeah, not, I'm saying not saying that. Like, I'm basically just talking in my room, and any neighbor walking by is going to yeah. hear me saying this stuff. And it just doesn't. Yeah. I'm a bad enough neighbor as it is. Like, I don't mow my lawn often. Like, it's. They don't call the cops on me for playing loud, so. Are you the more? Well, that's good. Out of the two of you, are you are you the more? Like soundscapey, effecty, one of the two because, you know, I mean, your 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 pedal board is light years beyond mine, and mine mine's a lot to handle. So I, don't, I mean, I mean, it's, I've does, seen Adam's pedal board. It's like four by five. Yeah, <laughs> it takes yeah, up the I've whole stage <laughs> sometimes when they play. But, it's, you know, I feel like it's more impressive than mine. Like it might be tight. A lot of colors too. You have different pedals that do you do more with Yours than, is than what I've got. And it has more things on it. No. But, it I mean, I mean like, like pedal board the, envy yeah. going on. The here. other person doesn't the other guy doesn't. See, I suspected you were gonna ask me about pedals. Well, we don't <laughs> and, have to get into And, the and details, I already knew I didn't but, you know, well. but I mean just as far as roles go, are are you both doing a lot of that? I've stuff, been doing or? less, actually. Okay. Um, I mean CJ kind of CJ and Brad add a lot of that. Oh, okay. um, Brad and I will, will come up with a structure almost like we'll play with with Jr. Drummer, uh, Jason Summerhill, and he'll like when he shows up. It kind of gives us an idea of what kind of beat we're looking at, or like mm-hmm. how he feels about going, and that could totally change what, the way we want to go with the song, or it could, you know, we'll go. Hey, well, we were kind of thinking something like this, and at no point do any of us want to step on anybody else's toes of like i don't want to tell you how to play this like this is just what i hear what do you think of when i say that or show you know show you on a floor tom or whatever and we like basically structure that song out together that way then jay will leave he'll go home and then brad will stick around and drink beers with me (laughs) until you know like as of last night was 11 and we were We'll scratch out, okay, this is how many times we play it, or we demoed it, and okay, this part is going to be eight times, this part's going to be four times, and then we'll just sit there with his original tracks uh, muted, and then he'll play along, and he'll write a part, and then I'll go, oh, I like that. You know, I, I can do this part instead now. So are you already mm-hmm. moving on to the next record then? I mean, it sounds like you're already demoing. Are you, are yeah. you just constantly stuff? doing that? Well, I kind of shut that down towards the end, because <laughs> like, the adult decisions took us... I mean, you've got it pulled up. I don't remember when we put out uh, Save the Empire, when, what, three years ago, I think? Uh, yeah, 2016 and was your last album. When we put that out, we had a good two or three songs oh, right. that are on Adult Decisions, like 
ready to oh, to, to track uh-huh. and see like you know we I mean we could have easily scrapped them at any point like there were a couple of things that we did pull out or redo or you know just that's the the problem with having your own place to record it's, you're always recording right if it's it, like if it's working at home it. you're either you know you're always working or right. you know you should be working the word overtime <laughs> is just like part of waking up yeah you know? it's yeah. like the, the candle at both ends but we're all holding six candles brad's <laughs> got two kids cj's got a kid and so you got you know, uh cj morris yeah and he's the other guitar player yes and then uh brad briggs what bass player yeah and then jason summerhill is the drummer mm-hmm and you are the the uh, other guitar yeah. player, the rhythm guitar player. I think yeah. kind of categorize yourself. Yeah, I would say more rhythm. Yeah. And I mean, I've listened to your music. It's awesome. It's, um, it's you know the the lyrics are real clear, and you've got kind of that uh, almost kind of well. What would you characterize the genre? How would you call the type of music that you guys play? I try not Independent. to. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I, I usually, just, I, I, when adding tags to social know, media it, posts it and stuff, hard. I would say like indie rock. All right. You yeah. know, and then I would do comma, rock and roll. I had, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard. But th- I think that's what makes it so cool. It's like you're not trying to cover anybody. You guys are just creating your own sound and music and patterns and and just going with it. That That's outstanding. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Um, we you all know, listen. for all the shortcomings that you kind of thought about your own musical abilities, you've, you're quite prolific and creative with your music. So, you know, that's thank the, you. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't take it, I I, by far cannot take all the credit for that. Um, who even, uh, who gets the songwriting credits for the band? We all Is do. It, it's one. Yeah, I mean, if we write the songs together. Anchors, um, yeah. Some the older stuff, not so much. Um, like the Fleet, our first record, for example. As a as a full band, like the Feathers EP and the Peacock one, those were I wrote and recorded all that, with the exception of a few people who happened to be over, or I was squatting in their house <laughs> during your bird. This <laughs> is the first time I've publicly, <laughs> like, actually, like on the record, admitted to kind of squatting at people's houses. Well, you know, um, living the lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's got a spare room with a drum set in it and a bunch of amps, you go, "Hey, man, you guys are all musicians. We should probably have a studio in here." Yeah. And they go, "Okay." And you show up with all your gear the next day. They l- kind of turn a blind eye to you sleeping on the floor. Yeah, like I, my parent. I don't want this to sound like a like a crazy like. Oh man, I was down and out. Like my parents lived five miles down the road. I lived in that house. Yeah, but you had some, other but alternatives. But, but there was so much more fun at a house yeah. with no parents. Right. Yeah. When you were, you know, yeah. nineteen, twenty-one years old. Yeah. And, and, like anywhere between that. And I'm not saying I live here, but I'm going to record until I pass out, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to wake up and do it. Again. Right. Yeah. I would just board myself up in there. I would sleep in my in my parka. I would flip it upside down. <laughs> Tuck my legs through the arms and zip it up, and and I would just sleep there on the on a wooden floor for no reason. Like it just it doesn't make sense. Because you were committed to it. No, I I think it was just not committed I, to your art. Yeah, I think it's just growing up. I mean, I don't uh, want to give was Anchors your first band. Uh, no, my first band. Uh, well, skipping early high school bands that the names could escape me, we probably changed them. You know, weekly. But you played with other bands in high school, it sounds yep, like. from uh-huh. freshman year on. And then um, I played in a band. Uh, and did my... you always play guitar? No, I was mostly just the lead singer. Uh-huh, just, okay. Yeah. And then kind of took on a, a keyboard role 
in one band and then that transitioned into um, playing in the band before Anchors. It was called With Eager Sales. Um, that CJ was in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our friend Shane Evans and Danny Jones. Danny Jones owns Janice Cabs. They run, uh, make speaker cabinets and pedal boards out in Valpo. Oh, really? Yeah. I've so seen that's, that that's name. I never envy. knew it was oh, in yeah. Valpo, though. Right. That's cool. Yeah. And I feel like if you're an actual customer of Danny's, he'll help you out a little bit, you know? Like, you'll. I just will into his garage and I go, is that not done? Can we finish this? And he goes, yeah, okay. And he'll, like, finish it. Then I'll go home and I go, man, I go, these aren't wired up. He goes, yeah, dude, you pulled it out of the trash. Like, that was a, that was a demo version of that board. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, well, my Janus speaker cab doesn't have a logo on it because I just. It was a yeah, mock-up. Yeah, like a and, second. Because I'm not yeah. going to put a logo on it. Because it, it's, I'm going to burn it next week and go, no, just finish it. And I'll give you, I don't even remember what I paid him for it. But, you know, it was more than what was going to go in the fire. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. But, yeah. Like, well, you're just going to burn that? Win-win. Yeah, and, and I've had it for a while. But but Anchors is, like, the longest band I've ever been in. And it just, it started as a thing that I didn't think anybody wanted to play with me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, we had with eager sales for a little bit we did two tours on the east coast both failed dramatically (laughs) dramatically isn't a dramatic of enough word um we broke down both times stranded and uh came back in a way different van with with the same license plate it was a sketchy situation (laughs) yeah it sounds like um all right let's let's take a break um and we'll uh listen to some songs and then come back and talk to david black from anchors a little more You've been listening to Johnny's Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country, 106.7 WRHC and 93.5 WRHZ out of Three Oaks and Sawyer, Michigan, respectively. I'm John Goldman. I'm still Adam. Adam Conley. (laughs) Adam Conley from uh, Beer Hippies. Got to throw that out there. The show airs on uh, Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and replays on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. I believe so. I think yep. so. Uh, but uh, you can believe so. And, and it, uh, if you're not within the area during those times, you could always stream it through the website, radioharborcountry.org. Um, but uh, you can also listen to it on our podcast. Just search for Johnny Secret Stash with uh, Out and H on iTunes or Podbean or your favorite podcast service. And our show is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan. For everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And Adam, you uh, picked out a song. What do you got for us? This is I Can't Run But by Paul Simon from the Rhythm of the Saints album. All right. And uh, David has also picked out a song. We'll talk about that when we come back. Here we go with Can't Run But by Paul Simon.
Awesome. What what was that, David? Uh, it was a song called Arizona by Pedro the Lion. All right. I am not Sensing that familiar with Pedro the Lion. What's their deal? Where are they from? You know, I've never dove in. <laughs> um, How, how'd you come accustomed to that band? Well, my wife's going to hate this. Um, a girl I dated in high school initially showed me Pedro the Lion, and it was not so much the relationship that she you know, of her showing them to me. Um, it was more about the time that I heard it, and I heard that song and that whole record. I highly suggest checking out Achilles' Heel. All right. It's full, you know. And, okay. And Dave Bazan's not paying me to be here. <laughs> um, it's just, it was an influential record in my life that somehow sent me off on to doing some other things, which, I mean, it's different. That's cool, you know, like yeah. Our, that, if you listen to our record, it doesn't sound like, like a Pedro record, but... There's a lot of different influences in that because of the four of us listening to drastically different bands. Right. All right, uh, we are back after the musical break. I'm John Goldman here with uh, Adam Conley, and we have our special guest, David Black, from Anchors out of Valparaiso. Uh, this is Johnny's Secret Stash, and I uh, want to ask you some more questions about you know your band and where you guys came from and all that, but... Uh, so we played that song, uh, Adult Decisions, off of the new record, Adult Decisions, that was released uh, just last week, July June 11th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you record all that, and how did you guys do that? Um, that was over the course of, like, between 2016 and, I mean, it's June, so <clears throat> January of this year, probably. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just... We're always busy, and we try to get together once a week, and random, you know, yeah. one of us can show up, the other one can't, so we kind of just scheduled the recording sessions the best as we could. We'll do pre-production, as you know, when the songs are done. Do you guys and have then, a place where you practice or record? It's my house. Uh-huh. And then yeah. you... My uh, wife hates that. <laughs> <laughs> so you took over the living room, no, no furniture um, in there, or... No, when we, we got a room for We it. bought the house. Uh-huh. Uh, we were... Uh, renting a place before and 
when we walked through, I kind of just like walked right past the realtor and my wife, and I saw the the room that we practice and record in, and I went, "Oh, this is perfect." Yeah, I go, "This is enough space." I go, "There's another bedroom here. I'll have a control room. This is going to be amazing." And then since then, we've moved everything that was in that room. Well, the control room section is all live in the in the one room. Uh huh. Because um, I got tired of running back and forth. You know, yeah. we didn't have the gear that we kind of have now that. And you it's don't like, have, and now a, you don't have an outside like, engineer. You're doing the engineering as you guys are right. playing. So yeah. it does help to have everything right. in one Even spot. just for practice, you uh-huh. know, to be able to – I don't have to run in there and check the mic or have another little PA somewhere. And, but, yeah, we just, we just do it all at home. Cool. So, you know, and, Wednesday and so nights. Pretty much whenever you it. practice, <laughs> you also um, make a recording of what you've practiced? Uh you just turn on the tape? I can't say it's a flip of the coin, if uh-huh. we do it or not. Um, some of our new songs, we've done that um, since this record. It was just to demo them, you know, just an idea we had. And like, all right, well, the drums are already mic'd up, so just give me a second, I'll open a session. And it, it makes the writing process a little bit easier. Because then at the, you know, 9 o'clock, somebody leaves, and I can drop box them a folder. Uh huh. And, and like, here's continue that track to work we did. from it yeah. and stuff like that. So you touch briefly on your writing um, uh, process, but uh, it sounds like you guys all take credit for any songs that you create. Absolutely. Do, it, so how does that come about? I mean, you come to the practice with a song and say, hey, guys, I got a song I want to show you guys and, yeah, and work it up from there. Or... Yeah. It's usually one or the other. Um like sometimes uh, there's a few songs on the new record, Adult Decisions, that um, they the guy showed up and I had a song, or I already kind of sent them a phone memo of it. Uh, and when they go, oh, how committed to you are this? And I go, this is the structure I kind of want. I'm still up in the air on lyrics, and I'm like, for the first time in probably my entire career of, I guess, loose career. Can't see the air quotes on the air. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate using that. Yeah, I know. I, I talk with my hands. <laughs> it's, it's this terrible. is the pinnacle of my career. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Really, your career?" But for the <laughs> like, first time in, in like air in being a musician and and a songwriter, that like I've been pulling like loosening the reins on lyrics. Oh, cool! You know, it was like stuff that I that I would never write down, and I would ad lib, and then I'd hear the recording and go, oh, "Okay, that's you know, sure, that sounds great," you know, but. Okay. Now it's a ma- like I I know that I have something to say, and then after my relation you know our relationship with Brad, who was a friend of mine for a long time, but we've been playing music so long that on Save the Empire, our previous record, there were a few songs that you know and there's always beers involved. And you sit in the studio and go like, hey, well, you want to write a party song, you know? And now you're writing lyrics back and forth and the song oh, happens. Cool. And so yeah, like awesome. you're, you're singing stuff and you go, Oh man, I can't hit that. And he goes, yeah, you can. Or it's like, Oh man, you could try it. And I go, ah, no, you can't. Or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. Just, no, I think you're pushing too much or you're holding back, you know? And so I, I try to open it up a little bit more. Like I'm, I'm not a dictator of a band. I wouldn't even say where I'm a band leader. It's just, yeah, but lyrics, I happened to be the guy who decided the, to play by himself for no reason because yeah. nobody would play with me, and then <laughs> and then I tricked all of these guys, and like I legitimately tricked them all into being my band. <laughs> so how'd you do that? What do you mean you tricked them all? Um, our first full band show, um, Anchors was opening up for our uh, Brad's old band, Urbanites, uh-huh. and they're those the rest of those guys minus the drummer DJ who played with us for a little bit. Um, 
he had us open up for them at this show. And at the end of the night, Brad comes up to me, and he's like, hey, man, it was me, CJ, and another drummer, another a next drummer of ours. And he goes, hey, do you get paid? I go, we're getting paid. That's fantastic. I played 45 minutes, and it, was, and it was a stretch. Like, we had four songs. I don't know how we played 45 minutes. And he goes, oh, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. So he runs off, and he hands me, like, $200. Like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's our first. This just makes no sense. 45 you know? minutes. Yeah. Like, I've done longer <laughs> sets for less. And yeah, I've done, sure. Like, I've done longer and shorter sets for free. Like, I don't uh-huh. have really any qualms with any of that. Yeah. It's just... Like, I wasn't expecting it. I nice thought we were bonus. doing this for free. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, this is great. I just, like, break it down, you know, and pull a little cash out of my pocket to to make change so that it's an even split of this. And I go, hey, man, here's your money. And Austin looked at me and he goes, I don't want that. <laughs> and I go, okay. So I went over to CJ and I go, hey, man, here's your money for the show. And he goes, I don't want that. And I go, yeah, Austin said that too. I'm going to ask you guys one more time, but if you say no again, I'm just going to put this in a box, <laughs> and I'll see you next Wednesday. And that's how Wednesday <laughs> oh, night cool. practice started. Ah, yeah, awesome. So, like, CJ was, like, one of the first members to actually, like, play the show, but he yeah. just didn't want to get paid. And then, so I feel like I've guilted him into being in the band for the past nine years. <laughs> but I couldn't expect I, – I wouldn't want to do it without him. You know, like right. He's busy. We're all busy, and you know, and same goes for all the guys. Well, you know, we make your priorities. Yeah, right. nobody's doing it for the wrong reason. Right. Like our, our last drummer quit, and he he came up. He called me at work when I was working at Figure Eight uh, Brewery out in Valpo, mm-hmm. and he calls me. and goes, "Hey, man, can we talk?" Yeah, I'm at work. He goes, "I'll be there in ten minutes." Oh man, something must be heavy. And I walk up there, and he goes, "Can we talk outside?" We get out. He holds the door for me. I walk out, and as soon as he, the door shuts, I go, are you breaking up with me? <laughs> and he went, yeah. And I go, are you serious? And he goes, I'm going to find you a better drummer than me. I swear, I will find him. Like, there's going to be a replacement. I'm not just going to leave you high and dry. I was like, okay. Like, I bought a drum set the next day. I, like, strangely enough, somebody was selling one who's a friend of mine. Yeah, well, yeah it was just like I woke up and it was like $300 yeah. for a seven-piece drum set. <laughs> yes, I need four of those. Like all of this for $300? That's great. And it's a sparkly orange kit. Too, oh, man. Oh, I love yeah. it. Um, it's like a Fanta bottle. And then two days later, we're having a meeting or something with, with Jay and he showed up at practice that following Wednesday and me and Brad go, sorry, CJ can't make it. He's working. What do you want to play? And he goes... I don't remember what song he picked. But he just rattled off like three of our songs. He knew your he knew songs he knew our songs. He knew oh. our name, like the names of the songs. Like after our meeting with him oh. at the brewery, he like I got an alert saying he bought our record off Bandcamp. <laughs> oh, cool! And I was like, yeah. you know, I texted him like I would have just given these to you. Yeah. Like if you want to do this, then you should clearly listen to it at some point, or maybe not. You know, we played a show with Matt Sipion. He had never heard our stuff and. Where was that? Was it our best gig? No. Was it Matt's fault? No. <laughs> like, Where was that? Uh, we played a Burnham thing. Oh, at, okay. Like the uh, no, Mosher Farm or something. Bad, I, think. I don't remember that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was a day. We're was playing fun. together, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Right. So this show is going to air on uh, July 12th. And you're playing the following Friday, I believe, at yep. the Cubby Bear in Chicago. Yeah, on July nineteenth. Have you ever played there before, Adam? <clears throat> I've never set foot in that room before. Yeah. I Likewise. lived in I lived in the city for 
three or four years. I spent a lot of time in that area. I had friends that lived right down the street from there, and I've never been in there. So it's just it's pure hype at this point. People yeah. are like, oh, they, I think it's going to be a blast. It's, I think you so guys too. are going to have so much fun. I'm worried about just... one thing and one thing. I wonder only. if it's the same thing I'm worried about. <laughs> so go ahead. Or you want me to go first? I'm curious if it's parking. No, oh, I was oh, worried oh, about the game. My only out. thing is parking. Yeah, they my, must my... have a place for you guys to offload or something. <laughs> I would hope I so. No, but you're right. You might yeah. not make yeah. enough to cover parking there. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, it's very I, expensive. I, I don't it. care about covering it. You know, like this is why we have a band budget. Yeah. You, know, you treat your business like a band. Your business, your band, like a business. It, you know, to some degree. No, my but concern was we have a budget for parking, my friend. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. it's not much. We don't do much, so it's fine. Well, there's a there's a game that day, and I'm like, if it's end of July in the city and it's nice out, and that game goes on, it's it's going to be a madhouse, you know. Which I hope. Oh, yeah. so you're hoping it gets rain. No, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. hoping it doesn't get rain. I'm like, but this is just how my mind works. It's like. But what if that game gets rained out? What if nobody, nobody comes should. to your show? So we're on the what same. What if it's this big? You have, you have a six hundred seat capacity club and nobody comes to it. You know, that, that, now that's what that I'm people? freaking about. Well, that my biggest well, like, nightmare is that didn't it. even cross my mind. So now I'm at a point where well, like we got this three hundred and fifty <laughs> seat place or whatever, and like we've sold eight tickets. Yeah, like I've sold on our eight. end. I'm, I don't know how many people have been <laughs> sold, but like you know, Bob Federson gave us those tickets to sell. Yeah. And, like, well, I remember when I told you. What if only ten people show up? Like empty, fine. It may be a fluke. Ten, like you promoted. There's ten people, and you only know ten yeah, people. Yeah, but they would all be from out of state, so that's saying something. But, yeah. but I remember when we when it, when it was first I don't announced, think the House of Blues you and I talking that. about it. You're like, I'm freaking out, and I'm like, you have four months. You know, don't freak out about it. And you're like, I have four months to freak out now. And like, four months. And I don't yeah. freak out about. So I, I worry yeah. about this like hypothetical stuff like what if it rains you know i don't worry about it i actually when you were saying what if it rains i was thinking that then the whole ballpark is going to pour into cubby bear because they're going to still be there and too drunk to go home we're we're solid i have the same fear in good shape same fear and hopes for the whole thing like if it if it rains out or if it doesn't and you know the cubs do well or bad it really i don't want to jinx you on the air um, but <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan. Um, yeah, well, same. I only wear my Comiskey Park shirt because Comiskey is no more. I just wear yeah, it. Yeah, that's a... out of protest. Heritage, okay. nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anybody listening to this on July 12th, make sure that uh, you don't embarrass beer hippies or anchors and show up and fill <laughs> up Frankie that place. Cubby Bear. Beers. Frankie B is playing as well. Yeah, Frankie, Frankie B. B. Yeah. yeah. Is that somebody that you guys have played with before? No, no. I, I assume oh. it's somebody local to. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I looked, I've looked her up and I listened to her songs and they're good songs, but sweet. Um, she's, uh, I think she she's played the Cubby Bear before and played some other venues around the okay. area. So like, she's the the, the pole between uh-huh. the, you know, the veteran yeah. Cubby Bear. Uh, so, David, I know that Anchors has played – I mean, I've seen them at Greenbush, and uh, I know that you've played just solo stuff in the Annex and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where are some of the other places you've played in this area, in the Chicago area? Uh, we've played Shubas once before. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a, legit. It's like a weekday. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Nobody but really you knows who we are, so it, you know. 
It's a weekday she show was, somewhere. Took the, like somebody uh, was eating a wrist. sandwich in the front row, and our, uh-huh. which was the whole room, and <laughs> and our drummer was eating soup. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, not not Jay, not our current that's drummer, our old to... drummer. And the one's like, I'm going to find you a better drummer. I go, you better not eat while he's trying to play. That's, like, that's a hard instrument. There's like a bowl of soup on the playing. floor. Tom. We were sure. in his defense. We were doing sound check. We he showed up to. Um, we played at the Mutiny in Chicago. And, Mutiny. And he sat. He sat down. He was late. He had all the gear in. He goes, do I have time to eat? And I go, yeah, plenty of time. And no sooner does he get his food set on his table, the dude comes up to me and goes, hey, man, you guys ready to soundtrack? <laughs> go, hey, man, I know I told you, you you had time, but you don't have time. Can you eat? And, you know, yeah. It was my fault. You should drum this table. Yeah, it's he fun. did. Yeah. He did. I post the picture every time it pops <laughs> up on my Facebook time hop. Yeah. Remember that time you did a couple of things at once? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, eh. well, he would show up, and he uh, DJ lived down the street, and he like he didn't know the names of the songs. Like when we were recording the fleet, Brad was on the talk back in the other room, just like counting it down to him. Like, all right, and then now, and then he'd do a fill because it, it was a weird song on the record, but no, we couldn't figure it out. I basically like just copy and pasted my own parts to some degree. Uh-huh. Like I'd play a part, sing something, and then try to play from there on another track. And I just thought, oh, this is this is a song. It's done. You cool. Know? All right, we're going to close out the radio show. Stick around for the podcast. Uh, you've been listening to Johnny's Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country 106.7 WRHC and 93.5 WRHZ out of Three Oaks and Sawyer, Michigan, respectively. We're underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And you can hear us on Fridays from 2 to 3 Eastern or catch the replay 10 p.m. on Wednesday nights. And uh, if you're not in the exact area of the Harbor Country, you can still stream it at uh, RadioHarborCountry.org. Uh, they've got a listen to this um, tab or something like that. You or just from click on your it. favorite streaming app. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you can do stream, that too. I think there's a radio. WRHC stream oh, okay. uh, app as well if you go to the app store. Anyway, I am John Goldman, and I'm here with uh, co-host Adam Conley, guitarist for Beer Hippies and Bone Naked. Always a pleasure, Adam. Yeah. Uh, we're going to close out the radio show with this song from Anchors. Uh, any particular song off Adult Decisions that you'd want to have us play there, David? Anywhere, everywhere. All right. So we're going to play that one for you. Uh, if you're not listening to the podcast, stay tuned because uh, we have more with David Black. And uh, if you are listening to the podcast, then awesome. Again, if you're not listening to the podcast and you want to find us, go to iTunes or Podbean or that little purple app on your iphone and uh, just type in johnny secret stash no h and johnny and you'll find us there here we go with anchors anywhere everywhere
right, that was the end of the radio show. We are now into the podcast. We can say whatever we want. We can say the F word, the <laughs> S word. <laughs> uh, we just heard two songs in a row from our uh, guest tonight, David Black from Anchors, and that was uh, from their very latest album that came out June 11th. We heard Anywhere, Everywhere, and we also heard Save It Haas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. all right. Who uh, did... It, Who's Haas? Who's Haas, It's yeah. CJ. CJ is Haas. All right. And, he thinks we're all Haas, it's him. <laughs> it's He's the Haas. <laughs> Secret. Not everybody knows. What's the cover of the record? I'm looking at it now, but what's uh, the picture of? A friend of mine posted a picture on Instagram, uh, Aaron Vinsel, um, and I, I just happened to be the first one that I saw, and we've been kind of like up in the air of what we wanted for a cover for so long, and... And nobody else will do it. Yeah. So, and like anybody I ever asked to do it, like I don't like our old drummer, the guy who got us our current drummer, is a graphic artist. He's done things for like major companies yeah. and things like that. Like I don't know, I don't want to name drop any because I don't remember. He went through the whole list, you know, like Mountain Dew was one. Was like rejected kind of things, but not yeah. like it was just like his advertisement company. But he's got drummer. experience. Right. Oh, and they're great stuff. But you know? he doesn't want to. He has an animated Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Yeah. That, like. Is really cool. Like, like it's it moves. It's it's great. See, that should have been your cover, right? But like, he uh, Aaron posted that, and I was like, yeah, can, how would you feel about us using that for the album cover? And he's like, he's like hot. He go, to quote him exactly, he goes, "Hot dog, I'd be honored." Ah, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah it's cool. A sweet cover. And like so it. I just kind of went with it, and um, then I, just, I threw it. You know, done. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah, it works. What's yeah. different from uh, with this latest album versus some of your earlier albums? I mean, do you feel like you guys have have evolved to where you are now? Is it uh, um, a continuation of what you tried to do back with the earlier albums? You know, how how is that going? I think it's a mix of everything. There, um, I feel like the, this is like our probably our best batch of songs. Um, there's a little bit more honesty in the lyrics. Then you know, but still a little bit of the subtleties that you can kind of pick and choose what you think it's about. Um, and then there's a little like odes to the earlier album, like the EPs, for example, and just like very like two or three chords, just rolling with it, and and there's not much filler for that song. It's just like oh, two minutes, song's done, and so there's a little bit of that that and just flow with it instead of trying to make it something that's not like it doesn't have to be a Mars Volta song yeah you know like they, reducing, they do they do that already I don't have to redo the it. sauce down right yeah and it's like basically to the I played this on my acoustic and wrote lyrics to it like yeah. that's it and if you hear me play those songs solo I try to embellish them a little bit more than I can but there's they're basically three chord songs yeah I mean we're the, we're the emo solo. ACDC three chords and then like <laughs> and it's three chords and whining it's not yeah. three chords in the truth it's I'm just crying about I've seen stuff. you play solo a couple <laughs> times and it, it, it gets across. You know, the, the whining? I, no. The I whining mean, the or the songs, three chords? You know, it's, it's not like, oh, this, you know, you don't, it's great to have the full band, but you don't miss it. The songs still come, come across. Yeah. You know, I, but, from my point, I, I miss it. I much rather yeah, play I as feel, the yeah, four of us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> because, it, I mean, that's like, and be like Bob Dylan going electric, and not, this is a terrible com- uh, comparison. I started, <laughs> How I, dare I, you! I went from humble in the beginning to arrogant <laughs> as hell right now. Um, it would be the nerve. The only yeah. why I say, sir, do I? Uh, 
like if he when he went electric, going back doesn't make sense. Right. You know. Yeah. And, once people started panning him for going electric, he was probably like more steeled in the you know his mission to go electric right. than than to try to appease the the folk. Yeah, guys. I mean, he kind of went back, you know, and he's done a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff since, and you know, but it's not what it was because yeah. that's not where you go. That's not how you grow with music, and maybe well, we're, I feel like we're either growing in a good or a bad way. But I mean, it, yeah, we're moving. We, we're trying to do it. Well, say you establish a, a thing like your 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 platform, your way of doing things. Then once you deviate from that once, then you can really do whatever you want because everybody's right. just going to get pissed off that first time, you right? Know? And then you know you could have a, an anchor's gospel album. You know oh, you could you could do the, <laughs> you know like. Oh, I'd love but I mean, that. if we're going to use yeah, if we're going to follow the Dylan analogy, like, yeah. Like once yeah. you go from this to this then you can do anything else because well, you've already pissed everybody off there's the you know, you know, so. if by then the, everybody else in the band has left me high and dry well you know, then, yeah but <laughs> but i have no interest in in getting a new band every time i do a record yeah well yeah not everything is like the path to something else. i mean dylan went uh with that you know he converted to christianity and then he uh, did that album that was a lot more spiritual then he kind of backed off of that and went back to the, you know, what what was making money for him, I guess, because he went back to making other more traditional Bob Dylan kind of albums. But yeah, yeah I don't think he went back to playing a lot of folk well, songs. Well, no. Right. I mean, he's not standing Certainly on not a plantation somewhere singing songs anymore. Like, yeah. Like, he wants to the write songs. That make but now he's. On the he did the whole little, like, day. cowboy Marlboro Man. Yeah, he did all of that. Persona band uh-huh. thing. And then it was like, I'm going to put out an album of all Sinatra songs, you know? And yeah. Like, yeah. Why not? Okay, because you're not a crooner, but go ahead. Yeah. You know? And it was. <laughs> he is kind of a crooner. It was pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. But he doesn't have a Sinatra voice. No, no, but he, no, he, I mean, he can carry he it. He doesn't even have yeah. Dylan's voice. No, anymore, but, but I, I will. I will to, yeah, I, I will say that later era Dylan, like current era Dylan, is my favorite Dylan. because yeah. like, now you sound like you mean it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, now it's well. I think he gets tired of playing that. Like he just couldn't play "Blown in the Wind" another time. I mean, yeah. he just was so right. done with that. And so, well, you go see him, and it takes till the third verse to even know what song you're listening to. Right, he's changed so everything up every in time. it. I mean, it's but that, great. that's almost it. like his internal protest of his <laughs> earlier music. Like he's Why just not? mocking just himself. Yeah, yeah that's what he's go got on. left with those. And anti, just everything. Yeah, but mean, but so many people were upset that he would, you know, oh, I don't want to go to a concert. He's just gonna, you know, I can't even hear what he's saying. Right. But that's on his old stuff. You know, he plays one a song from his newest album, and it's going to be clear and crisp right. and and exactly what he wants. He's he just kind of sing it. He's, yeah. He's, if there's not if there's a, a non cookie cutter artist, yeah, that's Dylan. So yeah, way, like if you're going to go to like a show and expect years. him to play he's "Blowing in the Wind" again, like you said, or you know, even if he played like a rolling Stone "Going to Acapulco," <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not going to sound yeah. the same. Yeah, right. Girl from you want to hear that the way Dylan did it? Go see Jim James play. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. By the record, he, well, he does a great. Uh, well, yeah, that too. But Jim's, Jim James does a great version of that. Who are some of your musical inspirations? You know, who are some of the oh. musicians that uh, you were like, I, I want to play like that guy. I don't know if it's ever like a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I would really like to just be able to play like anybody. <laughs> like I, I don't. To, to touch back on the not really knowing how to play. I mean, 
If, you, if you said, like, hey, man, play this Beatles song, and go, like, yeah. show me the chords, and then, like, have, make sure there's more pages that show me what those chords look like. Cause <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. But if know, you were stuck with... What alternate two, tuning is this in? You get two <laughs> albums you're stuck with for... Two albums. The next five years. Maybe not your whole life, but the next five years. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it'd be a Page of the Line record. Okay. Like, hands down. Oh, all right. I all don't right. know which one. If it, if, you, if it was going to happen this week... And I only had to happen to have two on me. It would be the new page of the line record, Phoenix, but um, that or like a Wilco record. Huh. Really, it's hard to narrow it down. That like, yeah, like I listen, to, like you said, I listen to a bunch of stuff, like we all do, and to try to translate that into picking. If I have to pick right. two, and I'm not dead yet, like I don't, I'm yeah. not even gonna bother. But I mean, there are days where I'm like, I don't know what to listen to. I, there's nothing striking yeah. me that I want to queue up so I can always fall back on these couple oh. records, you know, to if, like just pass the time. If you find yourself in that spot, listen to, um, there's well, like a, a classical playlist on Spotify about, it's like all space themed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, if you don't know what to listen to, do that. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, like, I'm an Apple or Music guy, chill, so you know, that's send me of, money, Apple. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so maybe they have one of those too, a space yeah. classic. Yeah. Is it like the, you ever heard like those like, Holst like the planets, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some you know of those. Talking about? It's like, mostly just like just orchestration stuff, like yeah. like full on orchestra playing stuff, and it's like what reminiscent it's like of listening space to Fantasia. Music. Yeah, uh-huh. well, those those pieces are really cool. Those those yeah. planets pieces. Yeah. So, Pedro the Line, we keep talking about that. You played the song earlier on, and uh, where are they from? Do you, do you know? I, mean, I don't remember. I, I want to say Arizona. I do not remember. It's a terrible time to draw a blank. If you, um, from there. you know, what what's the band that comes through town? You're like, I got to see those guys. I'm, I'm not going to miss that one. Um, that's tough. I'm kind of a sucker for had I been Grateful able to Dead see them, and uh, Fish, myself, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, or yeah, Tedeschi I've, Trucks I've Band. Seen, I've never seen any of those, actually. Oh, yeah. Is there I'm, anybody I'm that you like? So that's what I mean. So, uh, you know. a, a band called Diarrhea Planet. All right. Because they get back together and they play shows again and they swing through. Like, we played a show in um, Grant Park, Illinois. And then as soon as we were done playing, we loaded all of our gear up into one car, asked the people if we could leave it at their house. It was like on a farm. And then we drove straight to Indy to see <laughs> Diarrhea Planet. And if I could do that a hundred times over, okay. I would have. I didn't realize that that was going to be my last opportunity to see them. And then they broke up after that. Right. We're talking like a five guitar player band. Yeah. <laughs> bass, drums, and like, was it four? It might, I think it was five. But this was just a ridiculous thing to hear and, and see. And I'd already been a fan listening to the records, but... I have another question about your recording process. So you do the, the you know you do the recording in your home studio, but what about like the engineering and the editing and the um, you know the mastering and the replication and all that? Where how do you guys do all that by yourselves? Um, the engineering we usually do um, kind of in training, Brad, loose training. Um, training with air quotes. Well, yeah, yeah. and it's not. I mean, like a horn. Yeah, it's just like a little sample. Of DJ DJ Callis yelling yelling somewhere in the other room. Yeah, that 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 horn. We do the like. I'll typically engineer the session, or Brad will help with that. I'm doing the tracks, 
But this was the first record that we had our friend Nigel mix it. Um, we kind of got close, and we, like we've been mixing more over the past three years than than I we see. Have before. So, so it's like these... a learning curve, and I, I had my computer reformatted and like a new hard drive added, and so I had, like I backed everything up, and I somehow lost the record. So, so you had to re-record right. the record, and it was oh, honestly man. like a week or two oh. after I had said, "I think we should restart," and everybody <laughs> went up in arms, like you thought that I was about to burn the building down. <laughs> Did they think you purposely wiped it? No, they didn't. Like, you were talking. They about didn't because Jason <laughs> Jason's solo record he'd been recording at the house was still on there. Like everything backed oh, up okay. except that record, and mm. then like some beer recipes that I had like <laughs> previously that were yeah. just home brews, and. That's so what we, got lost. Right. So yeah. we started over and That's we tracked and tracked and then next thing you know we're But these are songs you also play at shows and things like that, so it's not like they were lost forever. They right. just the recordings well, were lost. Yeah, they're, so you got they're a chance to songs. kind of put them back down and right. and have them be exactly how you wanted right then. Right. And then just the tweak like we're adult decisions was that. Yeah. That was, oh, you know, something that was the record that came that out we did of it. Well no, but that like we oh. had started that. And uh-huh. And I lost it all. <laughs> and then, then we, I think we had three or four songs tracked. Nothing was done. I mean, that was we probably tracked for like six months over the course of like one Wednesday a week. Yeah. And when when you guys record, do you record all four of you playing at once, or do you, um, you know, yeah, you have them? Easy- yeah, it's it's layered and oh, okay. overdubs. Um, we'll we, we'll demo stuff. Uh, some of the earlier. Song a few of the songs on the earlier records were, you know, uh, Brad and Jay or somebody whoever was playing the, at the time would be playing together to a click track, and then, you know, whoever was playing it, and it's, we're all guilty of it of being way off of said click track, and then <laughs> trying to piece it back together. So we we'll go back overdub and you know erase something and try to kind of man this is we should start over you know uh-huh. you know or like if you hear like sticks click together at some point and it's like I know that nobody else notices that yeah. but like I'm supposed to mix Those the, the like, it's like you hear it happen though. you think oh no the mics didn't pick that up but mics are way better than your ears mm. you know like they're designed to hear properly and not they don't they don't get old yeah you know yeah and they don't have judgment. They don't like exclude right. they stuff. They don't hear it the way they, that you want to hear it. Yeah. They just go, "This is what I'm." This is this exactly is what just happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, after you have those tracks that you cleaned up, uh, what do you do with it at that point? Um, usually, I would I would do some kind of. Um, I would try to master it. You know, like some anything I've learned about it across. Like I want to learn how to do it anyway. So I always used our recordings as a means of, of practicing and, mm-hmm. you know, learning from my past experiences. Um, and then this one kind of just took forever, and I didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. And I was going to have my buddy master it. He offered to mix it as well and sent it off to him. And so the mixes that he did are the ones you hear, the mixes oh, okay. and masters. And um, how, do you notice a, a significant difference between the way you mixed it and the way he mixed it? In in different ways. Uh-huh. Um, I, initially, I'd heard some things in there, and I was like, man, I wouldn't have done that. And then the rest of the things come in, and like, oh, this makes way more sense. Uh-huh. You know, like, I just sent him sessions, and, you know, we 
thankfully use the same program, so I just had to zip everything up, and which was a learning process. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, and I'm not tech savvy. I, just, I know I how to push buttons too. and move. I'm some guessing stuff. you are rather tech savvy. Yeah. You've got <laughs> all this equipment in your house. You've been doing it for years. You yeah. probably picked up something over the drop years. down menus. And <laughs> like I, I know how my stuff works, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't switch places with you and go like, oh no, I got this. I'll run the radio oh, show. Oh, this, you know, like, this I, uh, board, this yeah. analog, you know, yeah. goofiness here. Yeah, it's well. I, I would, just I happen know, to know. I wouldn't know where to start. I, I and I wouldn't know how to use your equipment yeah, either. I'm sure. I think you would. <laughs> Maybe it might be kind it's of fun pretty, to figure it's out. It's pretty simple. It's, there's not much going on. <laughs> what about like the whole uploading to Bandcamp or um, getting it on CDs? You know, how does that even happen? Do you have to contract with outside uh, people and pay them a lot of money to to? put it into those forms sometimes i mean uh we're gonna do this record on vinyl um and that's gonna cost that an arm and a leg but yeah but at the same time i mean we, we're not gonna make much money on the sales which is fine by me that's not why we that's not why you start a band that's not why you put stuff out on vinyl or you know you don't expect to do that and make a profit it's the shows you know like you want to be out there and do that and just, that just selling records seems easy, and it's like, oh, cool, we made three dollars on that. Like, yeah, but we also made twenty in downloads this week, and uh-huh. and we just had to upload the file, right? So, like with Bandcamp, they they make a deal with you if, if your album sells for five dollars. Every time somebody sells it for or buys it for five dollars, you're now in debt one dollar to Bandcamp. So after five sales, that your debt now equals that sale. They take that sale, and you're no longer in debt anymore, and the process starts over. So there's never like, oh, a check, you know, some kind of invoice in the mail that says, yeah. hey, you owe Bandcamp uh-huh. two grand this year, like, <laughs> which would never happen. We never, nowhere near two grand in sales on that. But we're not going to get a check like that because they just. It just keeps right, going it goes, back, you know, back. <laughs> to yeah. them, basically. Right. Yeah. You know, so like every five, the fifth one goes to them, and, and it's a hosting service that I, yeah. you know, for them anyway. I wouldn't have those download sales any you know without them. What about Spotify? Um, that that has a little more broader coverage, I think, than oh, absolutely. Camp and um, they make it harder. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's it's not really a for the artist platform. It's right, right. Uh, which I don't think is a well, in essence, a secret it, anymore. It, <laughs> you know, with it more available f- to more people through Spotify, doesn't mean that more people are necessarily going to hear it because. Maybe they don't know to go there for it, but right. it it you know it is pretty widely available through that market. But yep. they don't. Uh, Spotify does not uh, cater to the musician. Like you're you're not going to be making a lot of money off of Spotify. It's <laughs> no, more of a no. loss leader. No, you're like, looking at somebody broke this down the other day. I saw a post. It was like a million plays on Spotify will get you like. Like two, two, or, two, two or six grand. Or oh, something okay. like. we were really? talking a million yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, which like, is. I think we people have, have like no attention span now. Four monthly listeners. Plays. You know, yeah. and it's probably just Brad. So it just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't like, like trickle down in the same right. way. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people grabbing at whatever kind of income comes in through Spotify. The right. record companies and well, I guess you wouldn't have that issue. You don't. You yeah, don't no, have we, a we run our company. own. But we run our own. Right. Um, you have so your own record Brad company. and I uh, partnered up, and we own Sail Away Media. It's our 
our like record label. We're our only artist, yeah. and uh, we make no yeah, money, we lose <laughs> no money, and it's. Have you thought you know, about recording other bands? I mean, you got oh, the we've setup about going it, on for sure. Um, a lot of talk about doing like final. <laughs> you can talk to Bob, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. no, I know. Talking I mean, the wrong we, guy. We've all talked about it. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have you guys over at the house. Yeah, so anyone out there who's got a band they want to yeah. start doing some I mean, recording, all, get a hold of David Black. Mind, I work 80 hours every you know, in yeah. two weeks. and the, No yeah. one's going to hear this. That's fine. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, can't, <laughs> I, I don't Just know. Nobody's showing up at your well, house. Well, like for what it's like, worth, like specifically, there's somebody who I'm sure might listen to this. And it would be Blake Vissing. And, like, I told him I would have time to be in his band, and I have, like, not had any time to do it. Like, he wants to, like, the modern vultures thing. He's yeah. Oh, modern vultures. And he asked me about it. Talk. And, yeah. he, like, he, he started out with saying, hey, man, me and Dustin were talking about people who would join the band, and we pretty much agreed that you wouldn't have time, but I figured I'd send you this text anyway. <laughs> and I go, no, no, I think I can make it work. Well, I haven't made it work one right. time. Yeah, I even missed their set because I was working when we played the Swale Fest in Michigan City together. Yeah, I missed them by like yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, I'd like to. See and then spent guys. five hours getting drunk before. So well, it, it sounds like that could be maybe maybe could be the type of band where it's like you can do it when you can. When you can't, there is somebody else. Who can right, do it. it's kind of a sounds like it's a collective type yeah. of uh-huh. thing. I don't know. I, I think talking about a band I know nothing a, about. And <laughs> that's a pretty, and I hate to just speculate on like what their goal is or whatever, but like it it does kind of seem that way. Like I feel like I feel like they will start one way and then go with it like with the flow the same way that like we kind of have. Like we've had members change, you know, for various reasons, both positive and negative, and yeah. And like I, I think that they they're going to eventually want nine people on that stage. Yeah, like it's not just me and Matt that they ask to do something. They're, I'm sure there's a like a flautist somewhere that they ask yeah, and we're going to do some Jethro Tull esque songs and monogamous yeah. band. Yeah, like yeah. nobody's actually committed to it. It's just whatever. Well, the commitment is the non-commitment. Okay, okay, you know I mean? like, <laughs> that works too. You know, you're deadhead and. You don't even know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that band had, like fifty people in it. They did, but Over not all years. at once. You know not all at once. No. Yeah. So how do you? Like you said, you're a Grateful Dead fan, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a Fish fan myself, but um, I I grew fish jam just bands and so religion sound with four musicians. It just amazes Agreed. me all the time. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and I'm not. I don't want to discredit their talent. They're definitely great. I just don't know what it is about, and I just I, I don't get behind it. But I, I, I like know, the Dead. So how do you yeah. feel about um, John Mayer in the Dead now? Oh, I'm a big fan of that. For I, it. I think that okay. well, because he I find him to be an outstanding guitar player, and he has he he's not coming in and trying to be just like Jerry. He's not trying to make sounds just like he's he's coming in as himself and filling this role, and I think it's. It uh, brings it to a different spot. I I, I find it to be great. Yeah. Can we, on on that note, can we touch on Sailor of Circumstance? Is that uh, is that an outright dead reference? Uh, the beer. Dave it, made a beer. Oh called yeah, Sailor's uh-huh. Circumstance. It's and, a mix of, of references. Um, it's an because actually you know what it's just an ode to my old boss Mike Lottie. Who, oh, who okay. taught me how to well, brew and, or you know, tried to let me learn how to brew when yeah. I worked with him at Figure Eight, and I was not a, a dead fan at all. Like day one, he goes, "How do you feel about the Grateful Dead?" And I go, 
I don't even really feel like I should be here. We just kind of laughed that <laughs> off. And then it was like for two years straight, it was like dead. Dad. He just yeah, kept playing like nonstop. He Find something giving, about this. Giving me like. bootleg CDs. Like this dude had a wall of just CDs that he's, you know, bootlegs. And and the only thing, I think this might be why I don't like, I got a bad taste in my mouth about fish, is that around New Year's, he decided to play New Year's fish shows. Uh-huh. But it wasn't just like one on New Year's. <laughs> it was like all of them. every New Year's show for like the decade. They're very prolific. Yeah, Fish. <laughs> right. And so it's just like, dude, I'm pretty yeah, sure I've heard songs. this set before. You know, or it was like the the sets leading up to the New Year's show, which were pretty similar. You know, like they'll throw some stuff in and that, out. I mean, that is one thing I hear a lot that tour. Fish sounds like a, a lot of their stuff sounds alike. And I thought that originally too, mm-hmm. but I guess I've been listening to enough that I can yeah, differentiate. Yeah, there's plenty of bands like that. Like, I mean, if you down yeah. you go down the Pedro the Lion rabbit hole and you know go to Dave Bazan's solo stuff from there and which Pedro is pretty much a solo thing. I think he plays everything on that. Um, and his electronic stuff, it's like everything can kind of sound similar because there's a, a vibe and a mood or uh-huh. a theme to that record or that, that set. Or Sounds whatever. almost like Tame Impala. You know, the um, Kevin Parker mm-hmm. from New Zealand or Australia. Yeah. And he uh, basically, you know, was working out of his apartment and just, you know, playing all these different instruments, mixing everything together. And then he had to go on the road. He had to find all these different musicians who were, you know, willing to play all this stuff. I saw him live. Uh, I think it was at the Vic a couple of years ago. He had probably 30 tone pedals all around him. And as people were playing, he was adjusting their tone pedals to create the sound yeah, so of the band. Switching their effects on. He's running the light show. Like, uh, from the awesome. mic. Light you know, <laughs> that guy's... He's living my best life. Yeah, or he's a total That's, control freak. More than, it, or both. Again, both. he's living my best life. <laughs> oh, I've actually already talked about it. I bought these, like, switches that I could step on. I go, you'll step on this one sometimes, and this light will come on. But I only had two lights, and there's four of us, and Jay has two feet that are already busy. So I can't... Yeah, like, so like, you have to do it. Yeah. yeah, and you know. Well, there's yeah. I mean, if but you I'm can, not. I'm not doing. If it's it, by you know? necessity, that's fine. But it's when you're at the point of being even pally. Yeah, you're still like you're I'm going to do this. You, you can know? pay. It's like, cool, good for you. But also, you don't have to do that. No, but whatever. Though. Right. Yeah, right. but have to and want to is half the thing. I, I, mean, I was. I really, he's like fun. overwhelmed too. He he's having trouble handling all the. Uh, yeah, well, he's a character. I mean, he clearly has anxiety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's an interesting. OCD, maybe. He has yeah. to be busy to not freak out all the time. Right. I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I get I, that. I feel that, too. So I, I was starting to ask you about the whole vinyl process. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is there a company that you work with? Is it uh, Chicago, Memphis, Nashville? Like, you know, we're going to go through, uh, for the vinyl, we're going to go through Gotta Groove, and they're out of Ohio. Um Drive the masters down there and then uh, watch well, they'll, they'll print cut them there. We, uh, uh-huh. I have the mixes from um, from Nigel, but uh, yeah, we're you know, send them the the tracks and they'll put them on there and then ship them back. But uh-huh. one eighty gram, that kind of uh, size gonna, record. Pro- it's going to be a little thinner because we're going to do uh, a little something different. Well, not something different colors? outside of the realm, but yeah, some colors. Oh, and, fun. Cool. And some random nice. things. Like, I mean, realistically, most people are listening to their music with their headphones, yeah, through, yeah. through their phone. Maybe it's Spotify, Apple Music. You've already downloaded it from Bandcamp or wherever. You've bought the CD and converted it. Like, 
you're not walking around with the Sony Walkman anymore, you know. So, <laughs> so for for me, we're not walking I, around. I, this. I there want, might be people out there walking around with Sony right. Walkmans. <laughs> I want I want my vinyl to like we've never done it before, so I, I want to present it in a way that that I'm proud of, and and having had to do that the. the layout for it and making sure that art fits the guidelines right. and all this stuff and it's like I'm basically doing that thing like I I would love to let go. I would love to pay somebody yeah. to do it. But everybody I ask to do it that I trust, that I already know their work, is like, yeah, I'll get to it. Don't pay me. And like, I want to pay you because I want it done. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. But yeah, I feel like that. Right. And I'm on the same boat sometimes like when Jay does his uh, solo recordings at the house. Like Jay picked up guitar not too long ago and, or, and he just decided to put out a record like he's got two records out and recorded them at my house it was like a learning experience for me to record somebody else's stuff and uh, i kept telling him after every track i was like i go just thank you for not being terrible <laughs> I, go, I, I like your songs i go you're making me unbelievably sad like he writes like sad cowboy songs like about his families and or family and uh you know just random other things that Talking about Jason Summerhill, the, yeah, the drummer. Yeah, yeah look him uh, up on, on, on Bandcamp as well. And, does and he play other instruments? Or, I mean, he he's not, drums and guitar. Uh-huh. Um, and we, uh, he had a just friend play bass on some stuff. And, and Brad played some things. And um, I think he wants he really wants to start a new record soon. And I was like, once Adult Decisions is done, yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not moving stuff in here. I don't want to have six sessions open at once, so. Well, and now you're done. You got this. It came out June 11th. When is the vinyl expected to be ready to get? Uh, Once I make sure everything's all uh, finalized with the art and and the tracks get submitted properly and then I'll have the order placed. And then the turnaround time's kind of long. Like, I wish we would have it for the Cubby Bear show, but... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be even, great to have even a when we stack decided. But it's done, though. It's done. It's, I want it done. That's, yeah. that's all I want. I want it done, and I want it out, and, you know... Are any of your other albums on vinyl? No. No, this will be the first one. Yep. Good. And then like the earlier CDs, I've just burned off my computer. I actually destroyed my MacBook hard uh, <laughs> CD writer because... Because they're not meant to reproduce to do 300, 500 <laughs> yeah. CDs. Like I did probably 200 of our first EP. I did Jewel like 200 cases. of the other ones. And we did like the polyvinyl bags. I printed off all the, you know, the art, cut it, folded it, um, printed the CDs on a on a printer like just some one CD yeah. at a time you set it out overnight to hopefully dry and you still smudge them and it's like alright man they're in there and like those like the original ones were very much hand done and the fleet was the same way except we got a stamp and just stamped the uh-huh. it at the printer and go oh the, that ink will dry faster it didn't yeah <laughs> um, so Save the Empire was the first one we we sent out to get done and I think we went through disc makers for that but uh-huh. yeah there's a CD now is there's yeah. I've heard of that one I had a question for you about your songwriting. You do a lot of lyric writing and stuff like that, correct? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what inspires you when it comes to songwriting? Do you have uh, consistent themes that you keep seeing and things like that? Um, there are definitely consistent themes. Um, I think ultimately it, it revolves around a relationship, um, be it me or me and my wife or between bandmates who didn't show up for practice or, you know, just the stress of work. It's uh-huh. like that's, things that you know about. Right. And, yeah. uh, we're just, you know, things that you deal with, you know, and you're yeah. there all the time. And, and I think over the years, they're just kind of like, I want to say this is how I want it said and it's done. 
And then with the last two records, I felt like, and Brad pushed me a lot in this way of saying, like, I think there's a, I think you have a better way of saying this. Or, like, I think that you're trying to say something here that you're not. And we just kind of rolled with that. Right. So, like, that was opening up to, like, singing in front of somebody for a take, not just, like, singing because we're playing in a band together and we know the songs. It was, like, I blocked myself off to that for a while. I'm just like, I don't want to be made fun of. Like, I'm not It's just, like, you know, it's a lack of confidence for sure, which is, you know. There's yourself, a song it, in it, there, right there. Itself, you know. And, yeah. But... It's nice being able to, you know, feel comfortable playing with, with a group of people and and being honest about it and then going, like, somebody be like, what do you think this song's about? Like, what do you think? There was an original name for um, the song Adult Decisions. Uh-huh. And for some reason, uh, this is podcast hours, right? I can say We're on the podcast. I can say, whatever I I can say the our, F word. You can say the F word. I don't think I will, though. <laughs> you can just say um, the F word. <laughs> that's always a little See, bit of a cop out from what, what you're talking that's about. The thing, um, <laughs> the song. I don't know why I wanted to call it. I wanted to call it "Pussy Wake." And uh, I think you could say, "Well, yeah, I, well, I don't maybe talking about felines." Right, right exactly. <laughs> well, see, that would be my next follow-up. Is that like, like I had this written down on the board. We have a whiteboard in in the practice space uh-huh. where like just somebody will say something stupid. You know, like there's one that says like "weed seriously" or like. Uh, future abuse, which is like a dude we knew. Just random things, whatever you can come up and think with. And, uh, um, oh, where was it going with that? Lost it. Um, oh, yeah, so the, the song was right. called uh, Pussy Wake. And I asked the guys and go, What do you think? Like, what does Pussy Wake mean to you? And Jay came up with this thing. He's like, I don't know. Is it like, you're just mourning the best woman you've ever been with? Like, is, mm. that, is that what it is? And, Jay or uh, CJ had said something like I think it just like jaw dropped like look at me like that's what you want to call a song and, <laughs> and Brad rattled off something funny and I was like well that's crazy because we all have four different views on that and I go I figured it was just like you're like a speedboat and there's just a wake of pussy behind you yeah. like, <laughs> like that's what practically like what popped into my head I go oh this is funny and then for us to being either to we to eventually call it adult decisions and then name the record after that and just like I think that we're making a few you know yeah. And so lyrically, they're all. I mean, it's written, everything's uh-huh. written about one random thing. And, yeah, you know. But but then the process of you guys all looking at it and turning it over in your hands and and getting a better sense of it, it becomes something else almost sometimes. Right. That's what it sounds like. Great talking to you, David. Likewise. It's uh, all the time we have for, for this show Anytime. today. You've been listening to Johnny Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country. 106.7 WRHC and 93.5 WRHZ out of Three Oaks and Sawyer. I'm John Goldman, and i got Adam Conley, my co-host here, the outstanding guitarist from Beer <laughs> Hippies and, and Bone Naked. Uh, we are on the air on Fridays 2 to 3 p.m. and replay Wednesdays 10 to 1 p.m., 10 to, 10 to 11 p.m., and uh, that's on Radio Harbor Country. And, of course, you can stream us. And this is our podcast, Johnny's Secret Stash, available through iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for us and find us, follow us, and enjoy. And we're going to close this out with 
I get to choose this song, so I'm going to choose a Derek Trucks Band song. It's a cover of Bob Dylan's Down in the Flood, one. one of my favorites. Good night, everybody. Take it easy. So